your alternative to ordinary radio. Welcome to another edition of the Trademark Productions SEO Web Talk Radio Show. Hi, I am Dwight Zeringer, owner and operator of Trademark Productions, a small digital boutique agency located in the outskirts of beautiful Detroit, Michigan. We've been involved in online marketing and web development since 1993. We figured we'd talk with a couple different industry experts on a regular basis just to keep everybody up on what's happening in the world of web development, online marketing, and optimization. We hope you enjoy our show, and we welcome your comments. Uh, Hi, you're tuning into another edition of the Trademark Productions SEO Web Talk Radio Show. Hi, I'm Dwight Zeringer with Trademark Productions, and today we're going to be talking with Deborah Northhart, Deborah Northhart of Web Visible. We're going to be talking a little bit about Bing, Microsoft's new search engine, and a lot of the impact uh, that's been happening with that over this past summer. Uh, let's talk a little bit about who Deborah is and why we are speaking to her, since she is an authority. She's a director of media operations for the company Web Visible. Um, they provide software solutions to help small companies develop their interactive advertising online. Um, she's received numerous awards back in 2007 2008 for Engineering Software Company of the Year and Internet Product of the Year. Deborah, what product did you make? Actually, it was our company that received the awards um, ah. for the development department as a whole. I'd love to take credit, but that wouldn't be fair. <laughs> well, besides uh, just doing that, she's uh, done work for the New York Times, AT&T, local insight media, representing more than 85,000 small businesses to medium enterprise initiative. She's also a writer for Search Engine Land, is why we love Deborah so much, because we write, read everything she's writing that's so great on a regular basis. And um, one of the things that spiked our interest was her article that was titled, Can Bing Change the Culture of Online Search? Uh, basically tackling the issues of how Bing's trying to find its way in the search industry, really Microsoft. Let's just say it's just as Microsoft. Um, she highlighted a lot of important issues about this topic, is, uh, and it's exactly why we wanted to have her on the show. So, Deborah, thank you for joining us. I appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule, especially before this wonderful holiday weekend we're going to have. Well, thank you for the invitation. I appreciate it. So, Deborah, briefly explain to us uh, basically the article you wrote about Bing, and, and, and basically, do you feel that Bing's really going to make a change in the search industry? Um, kind of elaborate a little bit on just the background of your article and some of the research. Well, um, it was prompted by uh, I was I was at SMX Advanced in Seattle at the beginning of June, which coincided with the announcement of Bing's release. And of course, being in Seattle, home of Microsoft, it was rather a big deal, and I was. Um, visiting the various booths in the exhibition hall and standing at the Microsoft display. There was a lot of activity around the display. They were demonstrating how Bing worked with big screen TVs. And I was standing next to a woman. We were watching the demo. And I turned to her and I said, so what do you think? And she she sort of gave me a wry grin and said, it's kind of interesting. You know, she seemed to be intrigued. And then she paused and said, but it's Microsoft. You know, and so it probably isn't going to go anywhere. And then she stopped again and looked at me and she said, now if it were Google, and she sort of let that hang there in the air. And I said, yeah, but how are we ever going to shake the the hold that Google has on the industry, if that is of any interest to people, if we don't give things like Bing uh, an opportunity to make inroads? And so it made me, th- made me think how... I've encountered a lot of people who, while they love using Google as a, as a search engine, 
I also run into concerns or, you know, various issues for people who are buying media for small businesses, such as Web Visible does, and the, the, the tremendous uh, attention that's paid to Google almost exclusively, that is, in trying to buy media, um, if, if all of our customers only hear about Google, it makes it more difficult for us to buy cost efficiently, cost effectively across a variety of different uh, platforms, different providers. And so I got to thinking, how, how does one contribute to the idea of change? Curiously enough, in an industry where change is paramount, I mean, if, if it not, not for change, we wouldn't have Google, things like Google. How do you begin to shake up the mindset so that people are more receptive to new opportunities, new ideas, new innovations in something that is so beholden, if you will, to Google itself? And so it was sort of a percolation of those that experience in Seattle, along with thinking about how just in general changing culture is a tremendously difficult task, made me come up with some ideas to throw together into a, an editorial piece. Right. And um, it, it, sort of, it sort of expands much beyond just, just the search industry, just in terms of changing culture. You have it in business communities and in, in work environments. You know, how do you change something that is of relatively long standing? And even though the search industry isn't, isn't something that's been around for decades, it's, it's amazingly entrenched for such a short existence. Sure, sure. And, yeah, I mean, I think you can see some um, relationship uh, or relation to that uh, back in the mid-'90s or late-'90s when Yahoo became a big player. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, Google wasn't really, a, uh, wasn't really too much heard of. It was a little bit more of an afterthought. And, plus, they had no um, revenue, um, that, uh, revenue models to actually right. generate any type of revenue through. So I think we've seen that paradigm shift that has happened over the past decade, so to speak, um, not to mention, you know, you talk a little bit about Google, and everybody talks about the evil ship, and there's just been a lot of negativity towards Google, not that I'm completely against it, um, but over the past year or so, in a lot of different aspects. Um, are you familiar with the book Search? Um, are you familiar with how the evolution of how they started the AdWords platform? Actually, I've, I've, I'm ashamed to admit I have the book, but I've not read the book. Uh, well, it, it basically goes back to, just a real quick recap, but basically how, I forget the gentleman's name, but it started Overture, and started that back in the late 90s, and then sold that off to Yahoo. There was a big lawsuit, because Google, essentially, that was their revenue stream. I mean, they duplicated the model that was Overture uh, for pay-per-click, and mm -hmm. uh, that, that, that kind of tells me a little bit more, and I, it's why you were kind of talking about some of these things and, I guess, explaining why you went into to write this article and kind of give some different perspective on it kind of made me think some of those things as well. Um, so you think being a basically um, has some major differences uh, between uh, what Google and Yahoo are offering. Um, why do you think they went in these directions? Well, I think that if Bing is really going to be successful, it's got a couple of pretty significant tasks before it. It's got to persuade people that using Bing is going to provide them something that's different and better than Google can currently provide. Now, this particular moment in time, whether this is the, the most opportune moment for Bing to be released, is arguable, I suppose, from a number of different perspectives. But, but the idea that and if you look at Bing, the way that they that their searches are produced and the differences between using it as a search engine as opposed to the way a publisher might use it for a website and how it, it, it picks up performance and such, um, the differences there have to be significant enough for users to want to come back and use it again. 
Sure. Uh, I've been reading some materials. Uh, Tom Costello at Cool wrote a very interesting article in June called So How Is Bing Doing? And he talks about the significance of, of spam when you put in a search query, how much is truly relevant, uh, Google relative to Bing relative to Yahoo, uh, how satisfied are users going to be, depending upon how many times they have to keep refining their search in order to truly find what they've been looking for, and how long is it going to take before enough satisfactory experiences on Bing are enough to offset what has already developed as a satisfactory experience with Google. Sure. That's a huge, huge mountain to climb, if you ask me. I mean, I would like to think that people, again, in the search industry, would be receptive to the idea of trying something different. But I'm not sure that there's an enormous amount of patience. The pace of change in the industry is so uh, so, so important. I mean, there's always got to be the new thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure how long people are going to be willing to experiment and wait and see with Bing uh, in order for it to make significant inroads to Google's market share. I think well, that the relationship that's developing that that is in the works with Yahoo could make a big difference. I mean, that could really make it make a difference. But it's not gonna it's not gonna be effective for you know what nine months to a year before we truly start to see changes that could make an impact on how Google's reception in the in the marketplace is going to be relative to the Microsoft Yahoo relationship, and that might I don't know how long people are going to wait. Yeah, and that was going to be my reaction to that, or my response was, you know, they are going to be taking over the results and populating those for the U- for Yahoo is what they're stating now. So there's already those commitments that seem that are being put in place mm-hmm. so that we will have uh, a different type of uh, directory um, that's going to be filled. Um, and, and they're going to double the amount of searches that are happening on a regular basis if we look at today's count numbers uh, for the market share that Yahoo holds. So uh, I think it's going to be interesting to see it that way, too, um, and how that's going to play out. Um, some of the best features, uh, do you think that this, and I guess what's really kind of defined, I mean, what do you, you think are some of the best features Bing has right now, like maybe such as the cashback program that they're, they're touting a little bit? So, and do you think these are potential threats for Google? I think anything is a potential threat, but I think I think that anything that Bing has to offer is a potential threat. But the operative word there is potential because if they cannot get users to to go to Bing and to discover what is there, all of the wonderful features in the world are going to be unimportant. They're going Absolutely. to be moot points. In reading what I, I'm sure you've read so much in uh, in industry writings over the last couple of months since Bing's release. Mm-hmm. The big obstacle is getting people to pay attention to Bing. And I honestly think, even though it, it sounds um, almost too simple and too basic, I think that Microsoft would be best served by promoting big Bing to the utmost as a search engine because the buzz in the in the consumer market is going to be everybody wants to Google. Google this. Google's now you know the term that you use for searching. Nobody's, as I said in my piece, people just aren't yahooing and binging to the same extent as they are Googling. It doesn't and, sound as cool. <laughs> well, I think that bing is a dangerous term. Well, we're going to have to be careful with how we use it. Um, Googling is is has become a little bit more pervasive in the in the consumer yeah. marketplace, so that we know what it means and people don't look at you sideways when you use that term. But Absolutely. I think that if Microsoft needs to consistently promote the usage and the benefits of Bing as a really basic service before they can truly expect people to look at the more enhanced features that they may be able to provide, because if nobody's going there, it won't matter. 
Right. Now, you know, another thing, too, is they are touting this or advertising this as the decision engine. Mm-hmm. Is, that, is, is that the correct? Cause, and that's part of the thing I agree with you on that point is, is that, too. They need to relabel and remarket this as a search engine um, because that's something everybody can understand. I have a car. I'm going to go on an airplane. Um, I'm going to use a search engine. And mm-hmm. I think from there, people can gather from the brand manufacturer, if it's going to be from Google or it's going to be from Yahoo, it's going to be from Microsoft, uh, what their model that they're using. So I'm going to use the Bing engine. Now, um, I think they're trying to educate consumers and help them relearn, and I don't, I don't think that's uh, in their favor right now at their point. And that's just my opinion. But, you know, the, the next thing is we've seen ourselves the rise and the fall of refers for a lot of our clients and a lot of our sites as well in our agency here. Um, for Bing, especially in August, we did see a pretty steady decline as far as refers coming to sites. What, um, have you seen anything like that there, and, and why do you think it happened? Well, I think that a decline wouldn't be surprising in light of the spike that occurred with Bing's release. There was a certain amount of, ooh, i got to go see what this is about. Mm-hmm. And among people, I, I always think that we need to differentiate, and this sort of addresses something that I wanted to talk about a little bit further further along, differentiate between your, if I dare call them, a regular user, someone sitting in their den at home who's looking for a particular product or service and gets online and pulls up a search engine and says, I need to find, you know, a plumber in Irvine, California, for example. Sure, there's that's the that, type of there's, user that, that, sorry, but that's the type of user that's probably logging in through their DSL um, or, or their, their broadband, uh, maybe even dial-up or satellite still, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to their, their localized uh, homepage for their login, whether it be for their, from their provider, like in uh, the East Coast of here, we have Comcast. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have a Comcast, and the default search engine with that is going to be Google, but through the Comcast network. Um, and that also matches the results with Yahoo as well. So, you know, that's the other thing, too. They may not even be in utilizing right from a straight search uh, a search engine such as a Google or a Yahoo or a Bing. Mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's a whole segment of the population that is going to have to become familiar with the service, but it's differentiated or should be differentiated from people who work in – online advertising, um, such as the company I work for, we're trying to put ad placements on Google and Yahoo and Bing and other providers in order to generate traffic to merchant websites so that they get business. And so you have sort of a, a two-fold uh, components, two, different, two di- different constituencies that are interested and in using and talking about Google and Bing, for example. And while it's it, one market attack needs to be in the direction of the consumer base. I think that the other market group that needs to be targeted are the people such as myself who's going on these search engines and saying, how much is it going to cost me to put an ad here? And how much traffic am I really going to be able to generate for this mom and pop down the, down the street that we're placing advertising for? I and, agree with you 100% because we've had a lot of uh, lack of success and increased lack of success using AdCenter for the longest time. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of ads for our clients. The, the search results, uh, the traffic's just is not there to sustain any type of interest. And if that's going to drive someone to one of our mom, pa, or our client sites to have them fill out a lead, buy a product, or pick up the phone and call. And they just never were able to give us the quantity and the volume that a lot of our well, clients were looking for. 
Exactly, and it's kind of a catch-22 in that respect, because if the traffic isn't there, then our customers are going to say, well, you know, if you can't get me the business from that provider, then I'm really not going to want to spend my dollars there. I want you to put my ads where I know people are looking. And if, if the consumers are all looking at Google, the ads have to be there. You have to satisfy your customers' needs. You have to be able to give them those sales. And if they... If, you, if, if Bing can't provide the traffic, they're never going to get the interest. They're not going to get the, the business that could potentially be there. And so it just keeps sort of spinning around and around. Mm-hmm. Now, when did Bing officially launch? Was that back in um, May? I actually think it was about May 28th. Um, my understanding, based on some conversations I had in Seattle, was that they had not anticipated releasing quite as early as they did, but the word got out, and they sort of had to jump the gun. Uh, so it was right at the end of May, the first part of June, um, but I think the actual official release may have been around May 28th or thereabouts. Okay. Um, so I guess what percentage of search traffic really is utilizing uh, Google, and, and how does Bing line up against compared to Google and Yahoo? Right. Well, I was I was looking at numbers. I I do have some numbers for August. I was checking out Hitwise for uh, August numbers, which I thought would probably be a good good indicator, because there was a leveling off after the initial hubbub of "Ooh, this is a new thing. Let's check it out." Um, it might be more indicative of where the numbers are now for volume of searches for the month of August. Google is sitting at just over seventy percent, uh, and Bing is just under ten percent. Uh, Yahoo falls in there at just about 17%. So there's an enormous disparity between the kind of search volume that each of those engines are generating. If you break that down into um, website visits for all categories, Google has 6.7%, which sits at number one in the Hitwise rankings, and Bing is down at 076 percent of visits at number 12. Yahoo comes in at number 9. If you look at just computer and internet search engine time period for the same statistics, Google has 64 percent and Bing has 7 percent. So the distinction, the the disparity between where Google is, it's a monster compared to virtually anybody. Even even if you aggregate all the other engines, Google still surpasses uh, virtually anything else that anybody's doing. By and bounds. Yeah. And, and, And for that reason, the, the potential for the for the Microsoft Yahoo merging, um, if they can if they can bring that up to someplace in the vicinity of twenty six to thirty percent of search volume, then that's something that I think people are going to be required to pay a little bit more of a t- more attention to in terms of ad per, you know buying media. Oh, um, absolutely. The regular user, I'm not so sure, but I think those things are tied together, especially for a company such as the one I work for, because we are working with small businesses, which really is, you know, you really get a sense of the pulse of the of the of the consumer base because they are so closely in touch with their customers and convey that information to us. If their customers simply aren't paying attention to anything but Google, that's what they're going to want, and we're going to be caught in that catch-22 unless we can show them by some means that buying media elsewhere is going to be as beneficial to them. Because a dollar is a dollar is a dollar, right? If, if our local merchant gets a lead that converts to dollars in his pocket as a result of an ad that we're running on Bing, why is he going to argue with that? No, he's not. And but it's going to be—it's going to be something that has to be demonstrated, I think, in order to really con- convince 
business and consumer that this is a viable alternative to to Google. Absolutely. You know, we've never been, like as I mentioned, big fans of AdCenter, but um, that's completely correct that if when they do do this merger, I'm only hoping and have my fingers crossed that uh, we remove the Yahoo search marketing platform. I don't know how big of a fan you are of utilizing that for placing at least for the, the online paid ads. Not greatly. <laughs> well, then I think we're, we're in the majority of a lot. I think so. There. And uh, it's funny now with the announcement of this, it's one of those things where every, all the pieces kind of fit into place, so to speak. You kind of do a little reminiscent and look back and say, you know what, this all kind of makes sense. Because um, I've never been a big fan of it, and when they did do a switchover, uh, that was over a year and a half ago, well, probably two years ago in January, to the new platform, which is all Flash-based. It seemed like things just started going downhill, and then our communication with a lot of our reps and changeover, it just seemed like things were always dwindling, um, mm-hmm. becoming more decrepit and just getting worse and worse. And uh, it, the, the connection with the advertisers and some of our account reps just seemed to be becoming more and more distant, and uh, the level of care wasn't there as much as it was before either. Um, but, you know, then again, too, consumers on the other end, what we had said, Bing is just maybe not a cool word. To, to say, <laughs> could be about you know going on Yahoo or doing Googling, um, but you know in your article, you state that online search needs to constantly change in order for the industry to move forward, which I'm in total agreement with. At times, also having an agency and working industry like you do, um, I wish we could pause it. I wish we could slow it down a little bit. It seems like just when we're starting to get involved in something and figuring it out, and now it's optimization of social media. Um, by the time we figure out the optimization of social media. Um, the next big thing will be coming along. Um, but you're stating basically do not surrender to to Google's dominance, which I agree with, too. Do you think it's possible for the search industry to become a two-player market? Well, I'd like to think so. I'd like to think that it becomes more than a two-player market, but I probably am dreaming in that respect. There was a time, of course, when Google was only an infant that there was no notion that there was a, a monster in the sector that was going to dominate everything. Um, I can remember, uh, and I've been working in the industry since for about 10 years, when Google was not on the radar anywhere. When, we, when our company started doing search ads, Google was an afterthought. They couldn't do anything locally. They, they, didn't, have the, they, they didn't have the capacity to do very small media buys, which is for our small businesses, our business is largely an aggregate because we work with a lot of small businesses. We're not buying, you know, millions of dollars of media for one client. I hear you. And, and so Google was not in the forefront of our activities. Now, obviously, they've, they've revised and changed and accommodated in the sense that the industry has to continue to change in order to accommodate what the, what the merchant base, what the customer base really needs. But I would like to think that at some point in time, there's more than just Google out there. This is a this is a greater philosophical point, though, because I I think the point that I ultimately was trying to make is that I don't think it ever serves the marketplace or the consumer most effectively to only have one choice. Well, now and it's if, coming to an antitrust issue almost. Like well, and certainly there are plenty of people who have raised that point and brought litigation uh, aimed at Google just like any other industry. I mean, Microsoft certainly has, has, has had its own share of difficulties regarding its, its software and its dominance yep. in the marketplace. The bundling of, of uh, Internet Explorer and things like that that, that, you, that show up on computers. I think that as long as customers 
as consumers don't have any opportunity to to go elsewhere, it's easy for the dominant company to become complacent. Right. And I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think it's a good thing for any of us. Now, your point about I wish I could slow, we could slow it down a little bit, we could sort of catch our breath and figure out how to do things better, certainly we encounter that all the time. Just about the time you think you've got a handle on how best to craft your website or how best to create your campaigns with your ad copy and your keywords and the way you target it, something changes and you have to retweak it and figure it all out again and start working on those silly quality scores all over again, and page rankings and everything else. And, and that's, that's a good thing in that it keeps us sharp. Uh, but I also think that if we're only doing it, one of, the, one of the points that keeps coming up in everything I read is the question of optimization of pages. And are we going to have to start revising websites so that you actually have dual websites, one that is created to accommodate the pieces that Bing is really targeting and right. another that looks at Google? As long as Google is the monster in the space and you can pretty much set your standards by what they look for and what works best on Google, it makes it, it makes it easier for us, but it also can make us complacent in terms of how we craft campaigns and how we craft websites. And I don't necessarily think that that's in the best interest of any of us, both the, the side that's working on campaigns, because it tends to make us lazy, and, um, and, and, and for customers. You know, you want to constantly be trying to figure out how better to present yourself. And it's not good for the services either. It's not good for Google because while I hardly think that they're sitting around twiddling their thumbs and thinking they've got it made in the shade, I think that the, the um, willingness to interact with people who use their service becomes a little bit dif- more difficult. Um, we have to. We work with Google closely regarding campaigns that we place on their uh, their pay placement and, and even organic search. Mm-hmm. And it's always easy if you feel as though you don't have to worry about your your customer base because you've got it cornered. It's easier to let things ride and not pay as much attention to your to your market. Well, and again, I, I would not I would not presume to say that that's what is going on at Google because they're entirely too innovative to have that, you know, set against them. But but there's the danger of that, and I like to see more competition. Right. I mean, we've been here in the SEO industry or in search um, since the early break of the millennium, so to speak. Uh-huh. And I agree with you, too, that Google never was a big player until they came out with the AdWords system. And then it was an immediate skyrocket. And that's when everybody started really hearing about all the excitement of Google and everything, um, maybe around 2002, 2003. Um, they've always been innovative in the fact of they have great publicity. And if you speak to any people that work over at Google, they are genuinely very nice people, very good humans, and very well <laughs> how they yeah. speak publicly about things, and even in private. Um, they've always been innovative to move forward and to change their algorithm and to change aspects of many components and how they do things. Um, and that's continuous. So we've seen the update recently with Vince and now with the caffeine product that is being integrated over a short period of time here as well. Um, we used to have a company that was very highly involved into link placements um, that we recently separated with. But um, those have always been issues to, that with Google. So I, I think that they're going to continue to keep that 
that, that rise going. They're going to continue to be a leader, and they do have to p- take notes and pay attention to what has happened um, with the, the defense and the offense that Yahoo has went through in the introduction of Bing. Now, um, we got a little bit into SEO there and talking about some of the algorithmic uh, aspects of how websites would be ranked organically and how search results are going to be placed. And that was a big, big discussion. Um, it's still big topics of discussion um, as far as how are we going to have to build client sites or optimize client sites or landing pages and this and this and that and point specific user agents at one page and then to another one so that we can gain our rankings and manipulate these things. Um, Google has always given traditionally more weight, or in my opinion, as um, I have a long history in link building, but in my opinion, that's been the, the demise of the PageRank algorithm um, and, and their patented sense. They put such a large value on inbound links and the anchor text in regards to it, and also with the content, where we see Bing now is focusing more on the keywords in the content mm-hmm. as opposed to just having your anchor text of your backlinks. Uh, if they continue to rank pages differently, how do you see the search industry changing? Um, do you think, I mean, what, what do you feel that's going to happen? Is it going to become required of SEOs and businesses to, to acquire a high, I don't want to use the term page rank, because it's kind of a bad word in our office here, but a bad, uh, a good ranking on both search engines? Uh, do you think it's going to become more critical in the future as we see SEO growing? If, if there's any interest in generating attention from something other than Google, then I do think there are going to have to be accommodations made to the to the kinds of triggers that are going to generate attention from places like Bing. There, there just doesn't seem to be any alternative to that. But I think that that's going to be determined largely on whether or not Bing is considered a viable partner in the whole marketing process. You know, is it going to be worth your trouble? And again, I think that 30% market share is going to be the, the driver. If, if Bing Yahoo... I don't know what that's going to turn into. Uh, Bing Yahoo becomes a big enough player so that people recognize that, okay, we need to be there. And if needing to be there and be effective there means that they're going to have to revise the way their websites are structured, right. then I think they'll do it. This is, yes, this is going to be a very, very interesting next couple months. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the year. Are you going to be going out to SMX? Are you ever get out to the East Coast or you just pretty much plant yourself on the West Side? I'm I'm largely West Coast based. I'd love the opportunity to rub elbows with the Eastern crowd. I I lived in the Eastern part of the country for a number of years, so uh, getting back there does not happen frequently enough for me. But but largely, I'm out on this side of the world. Well, we are going to be out at SMX, uh, which is in early October in New York, and then we'll also be over on your side. Are you going to be going to PubCon this year? I haven't actually made any future plans, <laughs> to okay. be perfectly honest. So the calendar is kind of open and and uh, uh, un, unscheduled at this point. Well, I'm interested to see how this is going to play out in the up-and-coming months. I'm also interested to see, um, at, at both of these um, different conferences, how these topics are going to be discussed and what's going to be different by that point. Um, hopefully there will be a little bit less emphasis on Twitter. And just Facebook <laughs> and social media. Myself, um, I, I'm a big I'm a big uh, advocate of optimizing a site for the users for usability based off of your traffic history and analytics, and uh, mm-hmm. that really works well. Um, and of course, uh, you know we have some of these new points into fray, and, and maybe now we're going to start to be building sites to say, well, 
if you want. It's almost like uh, the child going to mom and then going to dad, asking the same types of questions and getting different answers and figuring out which one they like best. Um, Interesting analogy. I think that's going to be really critical. If we actually do see tweaks made to websites so that they can channel to the respective search engines, and then as a consequence we start seeing the data come back and there's a significant difference in performance and responsiveness one to the other, that I think will encourage the, either the, the segmentation so that people say, well, if you're in this business, this really seems to work better on this provider. But if you're in this business, it works really much better on this one. You may see a, a break in that regard, or you may just see individual businesses that say, I'm getting better results here than there, and therefore I'm going to spend my money here. It, it's also tied together, though. You can't. It's very difficult, I think, to untangle the threads of what will happen, what might happen, based on speculation at this point where we are. We're going to have to see results, and results of a variety of sorts. Look at that. Look at that analytical information and find out where are you getting what it is that you want, how cost effective is it, and then what do you do? Yeah, and it's it's tough too. It seems like your company has a pretty good niche, um, buying large amounts of media for smaller businesses and helping to break that up, and has a good process put in, in for doing so. Um, for a smaller digital agency like ourselves, Trademark, um, that poses another problem because we spend a good amount of time as well working with some of our clients. Some of them have been burned a couple times or tried dipping into themselves or have hired the in-house. Uh, optimizer or SEO expert or gave it to their webmaster or their marketing person. It's another uh, uh, wrench into the fray of something new now that they have to be doing or have to be aware of to a certain aspect um, of, of now what's up and coming and now how do I have to modify my website in different aspects to be specific to the user base that's coming from a Bing Yahoo result or that's coming from a Google result. Mm-hmm. Um, that's also going to be a challenge moving forward. But um, I guess these are the curveballs we are thrown in our industry, and this is why we got into it, supposedly. Um, but that's why we love it. We come to work every day and keep moving forward. Well, and that's um, that piece of innovation that that makes this a really exciting business to be in. Yeah, you're absolutely correct, absolutely correct. Deborah, I want to thank you again very much for joining us this week. Um, is there anything you'd like to plug up there for us? Just that Web Visible is the best provider of media online for small and medium businesses, so come see us online. <laughs> and that web address is? www.webvisible.com. And if you want to hear more of Deborah's innovative thoughts on a lot of great topics, make sure to head over on a regular basis over to Search Engine Land if you're not already reading that on a regular basis. That should be definitely on your radar. Deborah, again, thank you very much for joining us and giving us the insight. I hope to be meeting up with you in the near future at one of these shows once I get over to West Coast. I hope so, too. All right. We'll talk to you real soon. Thanks, Deborah. Thank you very much.